This week on Rumination, we wonder if you, a person who is not me, even really exists. I'm your host, Eric Irish, and joining me this week will be Tom Bojarski. Or that I created you, you dumb piece of shit. Jonathan Brader. This was this this was so perfect because this was the first one that I was on. Just uh And Danger Gustafson. I know my seat, it's 42069. Yeah. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Rumination Show. Visit our website at ruminationshow.com and send us an email at ruminationshow at gmail.com. All right. All right. So this week we're going to talk about solipsism, right? What is that? And uh, what is that? Uh, We're going to let Tom tell us what that is because he told me and it was great. Um, So basically solipsism is the idea that you are the only person you can prove exists in the world. So if you think about like Descartes, I think, therefore I am, that's pretty much as far as you can go proving people exist. You know your own thoughts, you know your own consciousness, but you can't really think about other people's consciousness and you can't really see into other people's consciousness. You can't. Right, and like, <laughs> yeah. I guess maybe I'm super selfish, but when I heard this, I was like, yep, that's uh, that's where we're at, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a super like identifiable and relatable thing to think, which is what makes it awesome. Right, and it, it does it, um, it does it kind of come from like the baby idea or something? Isn't part of the history that it had something to do with the baby? The baby, what do you mean? I don't know. The it's, baby? Just, it's just that like you're, it's, it's relatable to a toddler who like has has really no evidence of other consciousness. And yeah. That they, the, like their the world is yeah, like naturally selfish and awful uh, right. because of this. Exactly. <laughs> right. So I, I suppose the thought would feel natural to us though, if we, you know, created our own universe and reality and whatnot. Right. It'd be strange of us to reject solipsism. <laughs> exactly. I mean, cause there's, there's no way to disprove it. So I guess today exactly. we're going to talk about, does it exist? What would you do if you knew it existed? And stuff like that, which I mean, obviously, it's just very meta right now because we clearly are under the spell of solipsism, and I'm telling you, and you're telling me, and who's right? So I want to just <laughs> lay down a, a few a few ground <laughs> rules here. Oh no! Um, so if if we're going to accept solipsism is is reality that each of us are the only person, or we are each the only person that exists. And what um, the logical consequence of that is that everyone else around you and the environment around you is just a projection of your self-conscious. Mm-hmm. Now, one clarifying point to make is that just because they're a projection of your self-conscious doesn't mean you can control or directly control them. Right. So for the most part, people are still out of your control, but they're not conscious no, in the same no way you are. Right, and the, and the qualifier that I wanted to make, too, was, like, let's kind of assume that you're going to, like, not get murdered uh, randomly, right? What? What? Yeah. <laughs> what, I, what I was basically saying is, like, if you believe in solipsism, there's probably some sort of idea that uh, your life will be preserved to a greater extent than, mm. you know, dying from, like, falling on a broomstick or something, See, you know? I'm not <laughs> sure that I could defend myself against my own self-conscious. I mean, I don't, really? I don't, so this is... I don't <laughs> think it's valid for me to, to not think that my own instinct would be to kill myself becoming aware of my own reality. 
So John Brader is worried about the tyranny that John Brader would create if he was exactly. the controller of the universe. <laughs> exactly. So he must kill he must kill John Brader before he becomes oh, uh, too powerful. Uh, Donnie Darko. <laughs> uh, it's it's the plot of Donnie Darko. Or uh, or you got some inception in there too, you know, with yep. the subconscious mind. Uh, butterfly like, effect know, starring <laughs> Ashton Kutcher. What a fucking letdown of a movie. I, <laughs> Dude, you didn't like Butterfly Effect? No. Dude, when I was in like sixth grade and I saw that movie, it changed do, my do life. You want me, do you want me to to uh, uh, explain to you a huge plot hole in that film? <laughs> I, I, I have one. I have one. And it's great. Uh, so, okay, so tell me. You know how, okay, he reads the diaries. He can go back Dude, in time. Spoilers, by the way. Spoilers, spoilers. for a, like a 15-year-old movie. Um, Dude, there's... <laughs> One of our 20 viewers is going to be like, I haven't seen Butterfly Effect. Yeah, but it's not a movie you're going to see. Whatever. So he can read, like, his journals, and he can go back in time and, like, change things. And then that changes the time that he goes back to. Uh, But, like, for whatever reason, he still wrote all these journals. But when he goes to jail, um, he reads the journals, and then he goes back in time, and he stabs himself in the hands with two pencils that are sticking upright so that when he goes back to the future, he's like, look, I have scars on my hands like Jesus. So that his, um, I, I want to say his, uh, uh, like cellmate was like, Oh, well you must be, you must be Jesus then. But wouldn't that have changed the past anyway? So he would never have gone to jail or he probably would have gone to like a psych ward. Literally the butterfly. I thought the (laughs) same exact thing when I watched that movie. Yeah, that is a totally bullshit plot hole. I remember thinking that like the third time sixth grader Tom watched. You've that seen movie. that movie three I like, times, dude. I was in love with it when I was in third grade. That was the edgiest shit you could watch. You didn't see, and then like Donnie Darko. You didn't see. But, you didn't see Back to the Future until you were twenty three. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and you saw Butterfly Effect three times. Yeah, basically, like you said, that movie like doesn't even apply the concept that something as tiny as a butterfly's wings could change the course of history. More of like, wow, if you don't get raped as a child, like that'll change your life. Uh, yeah, I, actual I agree. plot of the film, right? You know, so okay, you know, seems, that's not really proving accurate. the point. So, so solipsism. So the idea, so solipsism. Yeah. So, so I guess we have two competing ideals here. I was kind of thinking that, you know, in a, in a selfish way, again, like, you know, uh, I'm being washed over and I'm not going to die of a stupid death, you know. But John Brader's saying, man, I got to be on my toes here. I might get murdered by uh, a bee. Well, that's a good, that's a good topic of conversation. Right. Like, is, are you, are you... Are you just as likely to die in this world as you are assuming everybody was conscious? So, well, so kind of on that point, one of my counterpoints to the to solipsism really is the idea of the mundane, um, and just the fact that like, like I was just out on my deck like staining wood boards, and like that's just super fucking mundane. And and if if this life like really is constructed around me. I just don't think I should be doing stuff like that. Well, but here's the thing. That's more of a reflection on you yeah. <laughs> than it is upon the philosophy of solipsism. <laughs> that's your that's your boring life where you keep your laundry on your couch. Is that what I'm seeing right now? <laughs> Fuck you, Dane. <laughs> don't look at me. Um, second of all, it's, but it's the idea that even like we're discussing solipsism right now. And like if, if it's something to be discussed... And it's something that we're mindful of in 
the layer of solipsism, then then how can how can it be an enchanted life, basically? I guess. Well, see, so this is so I'm a. I feel like I've always been kind of a person like my my interests kind of like lead me away from other people. Like the things that I like to do are normally <laughs> things right. that I do alone. Like it's and, and yeah. that's just kind of how I enjoy spending my time. Um, and I think a, a lot of times like I go out and I do stuff, but not necessarily because that's what I want to do. It's just because that's how you maintain relationships with people is and like that's something that's necessary in my life. But if, if like solipsism was a thing and like I knew that for fact, I feel like I'd be much more comfortable just living my life exactly how I wanted to live it. Ah, and if that okay. includes, if that includes scrubbing the deck, like if that's something that I want, if I want a clean deck, then I'm like more than happy to do it. I'm more than happy to drop whatever weird obligation I would ordinarily like put before that. So right? I, I yeah. just want to, <clears throat> I just want to bring something up. So the idea is. We, we, I, I now know that uh, nothing is real and everything is fake and an illusion. Um, but like, all of my life still happened anyway, and that doesn't make it any less real, and that doesn't make uh, what is going to happen less real anyway. Because I've lived thus far anyway, so oh, oh no, like nothing is real. But at that point. <sighs> I've lived no, there's a distinction there's a distinction to be made between um something created by your subconscious and something that is real i guess mm. so like i the world around you i'm sure can very much still be real right but like mm. the personalities and the actions of other people those are i don't know that's as well, a the, tough blending do, there. The people have to yeah. be real physical things because they have to make the buildings and the roads. Right. Um, but I, I just don't see that. That is my opinion. That it just doesn't change anything. Um, but like, what? Why would you ever have to wait at the DMV if like you're fucking? Because you can still go to baby. jail. You can still go to jail because that's the life that you. That's the world that we live in. True, but see, I would, I would see like that as, as kind of like. Um, as a philosophical punishment where like the DMV well, is so in I, itself so, a punishment. So I, I can agree with that though, because your mind created the DMZ. So your, your mind isn't the fact, DMZ, the bitch. DMZ. <laughs> North Korea. It also, it also <laughs> created, your mind also created DMX. Ow, ow. <laughs> right. So all these wonderful yeah, okay. things, but uh, it is essentially it's a manifestation of you abusing yourself. And as a result, you're hmm. being penalized. By having like to spend that. time in a purgatory known as the DMV. Likewise, right. when you interact positively with different elements of your mind, whether they be representations through people or places or activities you find enjoyable, your mind, you know, rewards you with greater positivity. You know. Yeah, you know, I didn't really consider that angle. I guess I'm. I like to think of myself as a naturally happy person, and therefore, when I thought of solipsism, I thought like, well, I could just be happy like literally all the time. I think a good analog and what kind of like leads in from this conversation is the film American Psycho or the book American Psycho (laughs) as well. Um, But so basically in American Psycho, um, Christian Bale's character is um, he does all these terrible, terrible things and he confesses to those terrible, terrible things publicly like over recorded voicemail. 
and just nobody believes him and he's not receiving any punishment for all of this crazy stuff that he's done. And he has a mental breakdown because nobody is acknowledging all of this awful stuff that he's done. I think that's a good kind of like nutshell case of what what yeah it's like your solipsism could lead and like, to like, like the you, fail safes that exist in solipsism are like well i know you're telling us this but the things that, can't that really christian bale does in that film as well are still like as unbelievable as no one will or like how he gets mistaken for somebody for the other guy whose name i can't remember uh and like when he drops the chainsaw down like <laughs> 10 flights of stairs <laughs> and he hits the prostitute with it, it's like how the fuck did that happen? Like, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> what is he? It's much like when Batman flew down uh, the parking garage and landed and right on top the of the van. van. Oh yeah. Um, so basically, it's just Christian Bale. Yeah, Christian Bale. Like, <laughs> Christian Bale. Yeah. Um, Dude, guys, Christian Bale is the only conscious person in the world. I, I think that's. Listen, Tom, we are um, done professionally. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, um, do you have do you have more on that, Tom? Well, so I was just like, we were talking about the DMV and purgatory and everything like that. And so I, I feel like the, it, it's all, because at the end of the day, it all comes down to your subconscious. So it it is what your subconscious thinks of you or what your subconscious mm-hmm. decides to do with the world around you. Yeah. So if, if your subconscious like can't handle you getting punished, like if it mm. can't handle or can't forgive yourself for the things that you've done, mm-hmm. um, then it'll, then maybe one of the possibilities is just people drop it and don't acknowledge it at all and pretend you're just earn believe that you're just innocent and maybe one of the other consequences is you are just doomed to a life of misery like you you always like are subconsciously punishing yourself for things that you may or may not have even done so um if this was if this was true before you learned uh that you were in fact the only real person you never have gotten in that situation to begin with right that's, yeah, that's what I'm kind of thinking of it as too. Like this, this has existed since your moment of birth that like you wouldn't really make all these mistakes, which then you'd either be punished for or supp- you know, suppress, I guess. Mm. Um, and that's, that's why I kind of like told, picked that semi-charmed kind of life. Um, my, my question would also be, well, you have no idea one that history ever happened. Uh, so it's like to all the people that are like, we never mm. landed on the moon. You're right. You might actually be right. <laughs> Uh, two. Why did why did nine eleven happen? Yeah, now you're getting <laughs> kind of yeah, the, you're getting uh, the, the weird the... stuff where you're like, that's weird. And all the all the like the kind of religious questions that arise around. Well, you know, if if a god exists, like why does he allow oh, people to be killed? The, and and now and we know that so God so does so exist, and he's me. So here's here's <laughs> right. the thing with that those those creations are on the edge of your consciousness computational limit. Right, <laughs> those are what it's happens. Like too much RAM, <laughs> exactly. Oh, when that, that's that's a memory leak. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Memory. Leak. That's like, interesting, plane, John. That's fucking cool. Planes aren't meant to fly into towers, but on the edge of your consciousness, they do. So it happened, you know, with a one in six billion chance in in your own particular reality. Now, Tom, I know you have something about this. I I don't know if I do have anything about that. I mean, I I think it's like a 
I think that's a really interesting idea. I don't know how I would personally be able to reconcile the fact that my brain did all of these things. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, so like, let's, let's talk about like the moment of realization, I guess, if, if there were to be one. Yeah, so that like there there are two ways that I can imagine this going, or maybe both of them at the same time. I can imagine myself either feeling like just mentally and physically just very liberated, you know, just free mm. from all of all of my social obligations, all my professional obligations, like right. everything just disappears. But I also feel like I would feel terrified and alone. You know what I mean? Oh, immediate right. existential crisis. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like like the definition of an existential crisis. Yeah. Like, oh, nothing is real. What do, what am I now? What yeah, is life so, now? So I put I put down in that in that sense like if you could if you could live on with that like what would true inspiration look like to you? You know, if you know everything is a construct of your mind, would you be like, well, you know what? For the last 25 years, I've seen some pretty cool shit. Apparently, my mind has, a, you know, oh, more yeah. cool shit to show how, me. Right? How did how did invention happen? Like, I I don't know how to work this phone I have. And that's that's a very good question. If if everything is procedurally generated by your own brain, what is the seed for that generation? Right. right. Oh, because. Uh, I know my seat. It's 42069. <laughs> yeah. Right. That would be the... That then Go ahead, J-Braids. That then becomes the existential crisis of your internal crisis, right? Because how, mm-hmm. how did your personal brain in a vat get its seed to then generate this insane world that you've created? And I wonder, my too, if this, if this moment of clarity would be compounded by like someone who's extremely religious or something, whether, I mean, you have to think, I don't know if they're religious or not, but some people would just be like, I, I want to die. Like I want to escape the matrix, you know, as Neo did or whatever. I want to die, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. What'd you think? Die to yourself so that you can ascend to something else. Like, yeah, not that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, See, that's got I, a, a, an option for people. I feel like one of the first things I'd be compelled to do weirdly enough would be to like go to an art gallery and like just <laughs> i don't know because you would try at, to figure at, out your brain through art yeah you would see everything um like you could look at all of the paintings or all of the sculptures or whatever the the gallery is composed of and every single one of those originated with a person or at least you can you can make the assumption that everyone of those originated with a person and by the transitive property that means it originated with you (laughs) and so all of this stuff all this original thought all of these things that you've never thought of or seen before are just appearing in front of you like i I feel like that would be some sort of crazy existential moment of i don't know just seeing all this art to compound that you've got to hope that you don't run into uh renee marguerite when you run into that art gallery did did you look at any of the paintings that I posted in our chats, Ami? Uh, no, I don't think I did. His most famous one is this surrealist image of a pipe, and it's it's just a pipe, and it C- says uh, underneath. Uh, this is not oh, pipe. yeah, Cine, yeah, uh, yeah. I did it's see in French. That. The treachery yeah. of images. Yeah. 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 Um, um, so real talk. Were I to go to a museum, an art gallery, or whatever? Once I got there, if I had some influence because of my own subconscious, 
I would be like, man, this modern art sure is bullshit. And then everyone around me would be like, yeah, this is bullshit. And then just like tear down the like the five by six canvas that's just orange paint. No. And... What about the guy in the art gallery, though, that hears you say it's bullshit and then convinces you that it's not? Oh, no, no. He's gone. He disappears. <laughs> he's like, I'm like, yes, it is. And he and he just dissolves. But you, you were, yeah. your subconscious would still be able to convince you of stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, not if your ego dominated your subconscious. Because oh, yeah, dude. If, if you've got an ego like Dane or Eric, <laughs> as evidenced <laughs> by our, our chat, they would probably be able to dominate their subconscious into I'm, believing. I'm straight up super what ego they all the time. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Um, so I do, I feel like I did sidetrack from um, Eric's um, discussion on. I guess suicide. Um, yeah, I mean, if you guys have anything to say about that, yeah. What what would do you guys think you would be compelled to commit suicide? If not immediately, then me, somewhere down exactly. the line. Exactly, somewhere down the line, it would be to me like, hmm. Well, um, I'm definitely you know not gonna sit around when I'm 80, you know, or whatever, and just be brain dead. Like I'm definitely gonna go before then. Um, obviously, there's some cool shit to do. I'll probably give it a while. But even the prospect of like marriage to me would be less inherently interesting. Then again, I say that as like a 25-year-old single dude, so I don't know the magic of it. But anything long-term is all of a sudden just kind of like, why? I would feel utterly compelled. I know that sounds really bad. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that makes perfect sense. But I would be motivated such that I would want to reach the absolute edges of this self-created world or consciousness. And you know, push it to the absolute limit because now, right. Which marriage would not be a part of it. Again, it's like that mundane stuff. I, I think marriage could be, or marriage would be a part of it for me. Cause you're, again, you're like stretching the boundaries. Like you can, you can find you like, you have the time and you have the patience and the tools to like find the perfect marriage. You know what I mean? Or I, but variety is the spice of life. Tom. (laughs) I don't know. It's like that's that's would be what would interest me more. Perfect wouldn't interest me as much as as uh, variety would interest me, right? I would I would see perfect and I would experience perfect for I don't know maybe a year or something like that, right? But then I think once I know that perfect is simply a construction of my my existence, then I would just want to try other parts of my existence. Exactly, because it then becomes what's the next perfect okay, I've experienced my own creation of perfect. Right. Now I can create something more perfect than perfect because your your consciousness is probably limitless, I would assume. Yeah, so and in that moment, I am euphoric. <laughs> <laughs> All right, podcast over. <laughs> so, anyway, Tom, sorry. This, uh, this is actually a pretty good segue to something I had in the notes. Um, so yeah. assume, assume your life before making this realization Assume in your life you had already found the perfect marriage. Uh, like you are already mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. 10 years, 15 years married to somebody and very happy. Then you realize everyone's this projection of your subconscious. <laughs> how does that reflect on your marriage? Like did, how... you, did you find your mate with the data mining app that you guys made? <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. All right. Dude, this has got to be kind of some Truman Show shit, I feel like. That... In, in or, I don't know. That's like... Yeah. That's that's right? the weird thing is I feel like there's a lot of different media that um, 
has has tangentially addressed this topic right. but nothing like head-on like truman show has a lot of the similar elements the matrix has a lot of similar elements right. the comic that dane was talking about earlier does the invisibles well. the invisibles we all do i mean i guess we all do lsd ahead, yeah yeah <laughs> i mean i guess like i said before like if i'm not gonna get married certainly when i realize it you know when i am married i'm just you know like I, I like my children. I know that they can function autonomously without me and my subconscious. So it's like, oh well. So you just become a thing. deadbeat dad. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being cutthroat about this, you know. But uh, what if your so. what if your children and your wife are are tools that you, your subconscious unwittingly created <laughs> for you to like? I to sound cliched and weird created to complete you like without these things without these devices that your subconscious created for you you're not fully functioning like you're not functioning at 100 percent. again i guess my ego-driven response would just be to like oh well i'll leave them and then if i need to i'll come back and they'll be there so you think that the information that you are autonomous from them and Mm -hmm. that you're right that would be enough for you to overcome the need for them absolutely interesting um can i can i just okay we're kind of assuming or at least you guys are kind of assuming that these projection people don't they are just mimicking uh emotion and interaction with people and like when they leave your site they're gone they're effectively gone uh, and when they return they're just they've like invented yeah. new yes. situations yeah, right. that they were in but what's to say that that's not still like it's real enough, right? So why mm-hmm. would that why would that not matter? Uh, what I'm saying is, um, what in uh, in Avengers two can can Vision lift Thor's hammer because he's a real boy or because he's a robot? <laughs> so. uh, to bring it to something that I can understand, <laughs> <laughs> I see. I'm not sure I follow <laughs> after. What well, it's either. it's uh uh, can you simulate enough? Can you simulate so closely that it it's indistinguishable? Well, yeah, that's like in like my my favorite scene in the Matrix is when um uh what's the evil guy in the first one? I always forget his fucking name. A- Agent, Agent Smith? Smith. No, not like Hugo like Weaving. The... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the guy that betrays them. Oh um, oh, uh, oh, Joe Pantoliano. S- Cipher. Yes, I always always want to say Scyther, but I'm like, no, that's a fucking Pokemon, dude. Chill out. Um, Anyway, so yeah, Scyther goes to Agent Smith and he he says, you know, I'm eating this steak and I know that this is a computer that's making this steak, but it tastes fucking delicious, right? And that's the whole like ignorance is bliss or whatever, which I definitely believe in. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like ignorance really is bliss, however fortunate or unfortunate it is there. Um, So I I don't know what I'm trying to say with that. I think I just said it. That's quick. That's, uh, sorry, Tom. I've I've got a quick thought that's completely tangential, but continue, Tom. No, go for it. So, w- w- what if you know with solipsism, it, we keep having this uh, presupposition that we in our current existence is the core of the reality? What if, since everything is created by your own brain, these are all different shards of consciousness vying for supremacy over yourself? Uh-huh. And as a result, when you die, just another shard of consciousness becomes you. And that is the seed, that is the, you know, the generation of this continuous reality 
which doesn't appear to have a beginning or an end. I used to write like dumb little when I was in college I used to like write like two page short stories and stuff like that. Wait, and really? Y- yeah. I didn't know this. <laughs> um, and one of them was literally exactly that John Brader. It Tom, was a, You're murdering me. Right now. <laughs> it was uh, a little girl, uh, I won't get into it. <laughs> um, but, oh, um yeah, I I think that's a very interesting idea. It, Tom. that <laughs> That basically you are the hive mind, and the hive mind never dies. Um, you are Agent Smith, yeah. really. Hey, um, Tom, when when is my gonna my consciousness gonna find out that you and I are the same person? Oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I think the moment is right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> so uh, one of the things that kind of uh, caught my attention this like two weeks ago or something when I was thinking about this was I was sitting at work with. Um, one of my buddies and and he had like a take five bar and i was like that's not what take fives look like yeah um they got a new packaging yeah. right yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was like south by southwest or whatever so so i was like what do they used to look like because i didn't want to think i was crazy so i like searched take five and i was like hey wikipedia and there was this like dope picture of this take five like split in half and everything i like this white background I was like, where did that come from right like why is that picture there so I sound like a stoner right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, you do. You do. So I, I clicked I clicked on it and you know you have file history in, in Wikipedia. So I clicked on the file history and there was this uh, dude um, and he had like hundreds of these pictures of candy bars. Right? <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. So I, I clicked into his stuff and he had tons of pictures of candy bars, but then he, I found this Kickstarter he did to like take pictures of uh, old video game consoles wow. and stuff. I actually on, like, just found backgrounds. this guy. It is amazing. Exactly. So so what's his name, Dane? Like what is his? Uh, it's Evan Amos. Evan Amos, right. So this guy exists. He's on Twitter or whatever. And like this is what he does in his free time or whatever. I don't know what his job is. He lives in Brooklyn. I don't want to like give him his address. I don't know. But um, basically I was like, this guy is my fucking subconscious like generating these things images for me to see right yeah like somebody has to do it and this guy is doing it this is the Uh, automated background process that's really boring yes and i found him and i was like quit this process (laughs) this proves it this proves it it, i yeah so there's an image he made that's on twitter it's an atari jaguar that's cracked open that has an old GPU and two sticks of RAM shoved into it, and then an N64 game in the top. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like this is a fucking programming malfunction in this background process. Like, we need to terminate this thread and spin up a new one. Yeah, yeah, this is you know, like this is Eric's 911, is what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, it's just it was just super weird, and it was definitely a piece of this conversation in terms of like. <laughs> This you know who so makes all this shit for me to consume so you know that that that's that makes me think about um cuz then everybody's subconscious is basically just um J.R.R. Tolkien writing the Silmarillion you know what i mean <laughs> like he's just yeah. writing all of like the background shit to your life like this is what this candy bar's packaging looks like this is what <laughs> this candy bar's packaging looks like and he's just doing all of this mundane stuff like creating this world around you it's so now do you guys think like that the internet has either furthered your belief in solipsism because there's all these crazy processes that are so apparent to you that happen around 
or has it lessened it because like I guess back in the day you were truly like an individual that could you know there was there wasn't this like hive mind of of information that you could access it was really just what you could perceive in a more real sense I think if if solipsism is real then I am a goddamn genius but I'm going to go with Occam's razor on this one and say there's no way like there's because of the internet because of like things that I see every day there's no way that my subconscious is responsible for what I see on the top of slash r slash gifs you know what I mean <laughs> unfortunately or <laughs> Four chance um, gift board. Another one you wanted to to talk about. And uh, I was waiting for Eric and or for Dane and John's response to that one. Hey, what do you guys? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, hmm. I'm I'm gonna go with uh, uh, Tom's Tom's response that he doesn't agree with. Uh, <laughs> I would I would like to think that I'm not that fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> like, cause you go to you go to the weird parts of the internet, mostly four chan. And you're like, oh, what the hell? And That's the fun part, though, right? That's like your brain being lazy. Instead of having to like, create an object for you to see, it's like, I can just fucking write some weird shit, and then you can see it on the internet. Oh, yeah. D- deep down, we all just really don't like black people and women. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, yeah. That, well, That's fortunate. Doesn't it sound like, like, like the internet, like or the, the solipsism like, created the internet, and then it like sat down and had a beer? You know what I mean? <laughs> Like I just, I feel like that's a big part of it, you know. Had a beer and then chucked it at his kid, like that slash B. Yeah. Uh, that's a I, shit boy, I think John. My, my opinion is uh, has already been well represented by my three supposed friends or shards of my consciousness, so I don't really feel that there's any need for me to express an opinion on this one anymore. Now, the four of us, I think it's safe to say. We have all re- led pretty, pretty easy lives. Um, like we we have never been subjects of genocide or <laughs> anything like that. Right. Like we've had pretty easy lives. Um, it wouldn't wouldn't that fact like think thinking about that and thinking about how solipsism now exists to you? Wouldn't you just feel like that was on purpose? Like. That's what I'm saying to that like in the beginning. Like that's my ego, like selfishness saying that, wow, the, if it's been like good, then it could be true. Yeah, but like, then the, the bourgeoisie lifestyle is for me. Yeah. Any I feel like I would be at odds with that combined with like any punishment that I've ever experienced or any like misfortune that I've had. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, so you're saying it would have to be absolute for, for that. Well, I feel like I'd have a hard time um a hard time justifying one way or the other when things exist on both sides of the spectrum you know what i mean obviously i feel like more things exist on the good side of the spectrum than on the bad side of the spectrum but things do still exist on both sides you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. and how could i reconcile that you know what i mean I, i i don't know how i would come to terms with that I mean, to to me, it, it makes sense that your your subconscious would seek balance you know, to to equalize, you know, your emotion and status in life. So, do you think that maybe a reason for things like nine eleven and um, I, I guess anything of that variety 
maybe the reason that those exist is for your subconscious to kind of inject value into your own life to kind of like that, to i don't know give you a kick of be like your life is pretty good i see right. that would make uh, sense to me especially like, <laughs> since you know we all happen to be born in america <laughs> uh in, in roughly off. the same place uh <laughs> As Creed would say, I already won the goddamn lottery. I was born in the U.S. Right? Yeah. I thought you meant the band, and I was like, they, they're yeah, from Canada. The Office character. Wait, Creed's from Canada, right? No idea. I I just assume I they I are Apollo Creed. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> uh, so, so oh no, they they are in fact from Florida. Oh, of course they're from Florida. <laughs> yeah. I actually. No. really like creed well now that i'm thinking about that i think that kind of that would kind of for me wash away the i guess the injustice of acts of absurd violence you know what i mean that that, that would kind of make sense of it all it's like oh my yeah that is a much better reason than i yeah my subconscious <laughs> just wants to prop me up it wants me to feel good yeah. it wants me to feel i don't know comfortable so but you can't, you don't think you would have any amount of guilt over that? Because that that is, you are now the center of the universe and everything that is good and everything that is bad happens because of you. Yeah. But the, the bad doesn't happen, if it doesn't happen to you, it's inherently not So bad. like y- utilitarianism is out the window at this point. The greatest good yeah. for the greatest number you are the only number. If if something is good for you, then it's the greatest Fuck good yeah, for the Tom. greatest amount but, of people. But, keep going. <laughs> but bad things can still happen to, say, the not real people around you. Would you not... If okay. whoever, by whatever yourself. human being you might feel a connection to, if something happened to them, like, okay, they're not... It's not a real person that a bad thing happened to, but it's still like that's still a part of your life and your experiences. But all you need to do uh, is, is remove them from your frame of reference. Well, I guess, I guess your subconscious could do things like, like haunt you with somebody, like somebody that you wronged keeps showing up. <gasps> like ghosts. Yeah. Um, I guess that's true, but I get phantoms. I'm just thinking like, if you can't currently see it, then it doesn't really exist. You know what I mean? And you only end up seeing the things that you look for. Uh, no, I get it. We lose object permanence. Yeah. Well, you, you, uh. you still have object, like <laughs> your brain still has object permanence, but object permanence is a lie. You know what I mean? Like right. for all intents and purposes, if you don't see something, it doesn't exist, but you still think it does. Right. Um, that's really weird. I... Yeah. But does it really not actually like if something if something stops like if you go to work one day and there's the building for work and then the next day you go there and it's not there it's <laughs> not like your mind isn't going to go oh there must be a reason it's not there like and somebody will tell you oh there was a fire and it burned down nobody's going to be like oh yeah there's just it's just not there no more <laughs> it, it <laughs> unless unless your mind is all of a sudden all about like aliens and shit <laughs> So that's that's kind of an interesting interesting point. Like, when you realize that solipsism exists, does not the rest of the people who are also generated by your mind they would also realize that it exists? Well, yeah, and that's where it becomes oh, meta, no. and then we have this exactly. conversation 
and then we assure ourselves that solipsism <laughs> doesn't actually exist and we continue life as normal. Yeah, it's it's again it's like inception when when the the brain realizes that, you know, you're in, an intruder, everybody looks at you or whatever. Yeah. It's kind of that idea. You are an intruder in your own world that only comprises of you. Yeah. Um so Tom, you got a wrap up for us? Yeah, so I guess um go around the horn um did this conversation that we just had convince you more that solipsism is real or less it dude i'm i'm going right off the bat it uh less for me okay why definitely just i mean again the the thing that just kills it for me is the of the mundane and the candy bar guy and, and well that makes me think more <laughs> um but just the fact that like look if if it's all about me then it really should be all about me and it's not all about me and the conversation we're having about it proves that so yeah that's me dan cakes um i'm going to say so so uh phrase the question again so after this conversation that we've had do you believe what conversation? Who is we, Tom? <laughs> Did it even really happen? Does it even real? Um, How, has anyone really been as far decided? Um, but, so, so, do you do, solipsism as a concept? Is it more or less real to you now? Was that not your yeah. answer, Dane? <laughs> uh, uh, fuck. <laughs> This is hard. Uh, I'm gonna go with as an i. I mean, as an idea, it still exists. Um, <laughs> and in fact, and in fact, it is in fact true uh, that I can't prove that anyone else is real. However, we're defining real, but I don't believe that. I'm not. No, I'm not a believer. I'm not one who believes in things. Don't believe in yourself. <laughs> So Jay Braids. Believe in me, who believes in Jay you. Braids, what are your thoughts? Uh I am neither more nor less convinced. Fuck <laughs> off, John Brader. <laughs> choose a side. I can't. I really cannot. Yeah. It's impossible for me to choose. So like for me, twenty minutes into this conversation, I was like Occam's razor all the way. This is total bullshit. But then I, I definitely need to do more thinking about this. And I think no matter how much thinking I do, I'll never arrive at like one conclusion either way. But after thinking of all of like the terror that happens around the world, just being my subconscious's attempt to like prop my own life up, <laughs> I I don't know. There's there's a lot that can easily be explained. You know what I mean? It, there's a lot that makes sense if solipsism is, is true, I guess. Um, so I don't know. I think, I think I'm pretty solidly in the no camp, but there's the yes camp still exists. That's going to do it for us today, folks. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Rumination Show. Send us an email at ruminationshow at gmail.com and visit our website at ruminationshow.com. Let us know what we missed today. Let us know what you liked and didn't like. And give us any ideas you have for a future episode of the show. <laughs>